Coming up on The Rock Fight, I pick a fight with Adam X from the Out of Collective who recently named an episode of his podcast Mountain Biking Sucks. And mountain biking does not suck. That's next. This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by GearTrade. Since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box and let GearTrade sell it for you? Heck, they'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. GearTrade.com This episode of The Rock Fight brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee with four varieties of beans, including the best one, Secret Handshake, my opinion, but that's what I think. Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee and be sure to enter the promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long weekend coffee. More weekend, please. We're also brought to you by Rockfight. Head to rockfight.co, that's rockfight.co, for all of our content, including a ton of stuff on bikes. Biking is the one sport we all do, and we have a ton of podcasts that talk about mountain biking, gravel biking, not road biking, because boo, road biking. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows. Sometimes we agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and on Tuesday of last week, I put up an episode of the Rock Fight that furthered my stance that mountain bike suspension is, if not pointless, it's definitely overrated. And because I'm not one to throw a stone and walk away, I wanted to have someone come on who definitely doesn't agree with me. So today, joining me is Adam X, host of The Pursuit on the Out of Collective Podcast Network and co-potter of Adam Jabber, who provided the last rebuttal to my take on suspension. <laughs> Adam is here because he recently put up a podcast with a very clickbaity title, Mountain Biking Sucks. And I was listening to this episode, and while I I definitely agreed with some of your takes, Adam, I, some of the opinions on mountain bikes, there were others that elicited say some animated responses that were directed directly at my car stereo in the vain hopes that it would somehow reach you on the other end. I mostly walked away confused. So you seem like the perfect person to have on the rock fight, throw a few stones at each other. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And before we even get started, like everyone needs to know that I am an idiot and like, like Straight off the bat, like you had Adam Jabber on and like he is a bike technician. He's excellent. And I'll never say anything nice about that guy, but like he can actually fix bikes like by listening to a hub and like tells you what's wrong with it. And like, Mm. and be like one half click this way. And I'm like, no idea. I am an idiot. I'm a terrible mountain biker, but I'm really good at going outside and having fun. He, it is funny because I think like, my experience with Ab- with Adam uh, prior to talking to him was mostly through social media and probably mostly through ski content. Didn't quite, I probably underestimated his uh, his biking knowledge before we uh, we chatted that day. So uh, that's it's interesting to hear that he's got a, a much. A, I know now that he used to race bikes. You know, he's very much a, a, in the biking scene as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's he is way he's a way better mountain biker than he is skier, which is really funny because skiing is huh. like his persona almost. Right. But like, I think he's so good at mountain biking, even when it comes to climbing and like te- he's too dumb to know he's hurt. So like when like everyone's gassed and like out of speed, he just like doesn't know he's like there. <laughs> His brain doesn't tell him to like slow down. So he just crushes you. And it's phenomenal. It's like this like. I don't know how he does it, but it's he's really good on a mountain bike. And I am definitely not. 
but I have a lot of opinions. So I think that's well, uh, my number one question after some of it is like trying to make heads or tails of some of your opinions that don't really line up with each other. Like, <laughs> do you even like riding a bike? <laughs> oh my God. So I love riding a bike. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's like the dumbest thing ever. I think we spend way too much money on like things that don't matter. And as much as I don't want to care, I care. And I think, when it comes to biking, specifically mountain biking, I think however we can make it easier is better. And I know that's not like a necessarily an interesting take for most people. And people are like, you know, everyone came into my DMs and was like, wait till you try a single speed hardtail. This is how it evolved and this is how it started. It's like we're not driving Model Ts around. Like yeah. there's a reason. Like things evolve for reasons. And like I, you know, the the sport is intimidating to enter. So I think. Like, let's take price and everything else out of it. I think if we can have, you know, 29 inch wheel sets and like we can roll over things and, you know, modern trail systems are built for everybody. I think it's just way more fun. And that's what it's supposed to be. Well, supposed to be is interesting when it comes to biking is one reason I felt comfortable actually making kind of a sequel episode to another podcast episode, which is probably pretty, uh, I don't know, arrogant of me to do to start with. But um as you know, the, the mountain bike suspension, that first one I did was probably, it's definitely the most divisive ep episode I've done. Usually everything is kind of like, yeah, I see where you're coming from or I don't, I don't care. I like it this way. Biking to your point, like people coming at you in your DMs are people get really angry about stuff. And I think some of that is of all the sports we do as like in the outdoorsy community. And I'm even going to include the broader, you know, usually this we talk about, I think you guys do as well, more like human powered outdoorsy stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to include like everything, you know, motorsports, hunting, fishing, everything. We all ride bikes. Everyone rides bikes. Little kid, two year, 18 months old, right? Ride a bike. And so it's definitely of everything. I mean, I like, I like to ski. It's my least favorite of the outdoorsy sports I do. So I don't really, if you said you can't ski anymore, I'd be like, all right, you know, that's fine. You know, I wouldn't care, but right. But even if you said I couldn't mountain bike anymore, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. I'll ride my gravel bike. Well, you can't just, well, I'll ride a road bike. Like, I'll, I'll go ride a cruiser around. Like, there's so many different ways. And it so allows us to kind of form these opinions that then I think of all of, and we're already an opinionated sort. This is something I, this is a scab I pick out on the show all the time of like, <laughs> we're the outdoor space and we all love each other and everything. Like, Bullshit. Like, we all have opinions like so deeply rooted that when we see anybody else out doing something, I don't care how nice you are, you have and a reaction and an opinion on it. So then you take cycling where we all do it and we all have our way of doing it. And then if you say anything that is, you know, making like an objective statement, it's immediate fuck you. Right. And I think that's kind of what, yeah. Is that, I mean, is that kind of what you experienced? Uh, yeah. I get more of like, I was shocked at how many people offered me their bikes. Like to try to try. We're like, <laughs> Wait till you try it. And I'm like, dude, you're you come down to Gainesville, Florida today. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> the most bizarre places. But it's like, like, which was neat. It was really cool. But it was like, I don't want to ride your steel frame rigid Easy. single speed. Easy. I don't want to ride it. That's great. That's awesome. But it's like, it's like your weird uncle who gets like the, the, I don't know, some stupid sports car, like a Saturn Ion, or like, what was that bad Saturn drive? But he's like, take it for a spin. And you're like, I don't want to ride. Was, I don't was there ever a good Saturn? I guess it's really well, the question. Right. <laughs> but remember when they made like that two-seater convertible? It was like a yeah. it was like a Miata. But it's like when your weird uncle yeah. gets that, 
and he's like, take it for a ride. And you're like, I'm good. I know what well, it is. I know what it does. And it's not for me. And then you, not you, but like you, you're like, <laughs> well, you got to try it. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't, I just don't, I get it, but I, I but don't. do you get it? But do you, you haven't tried I, it. <laughs> I mean, I've, I had a single speed or no, I did. I had a single speed niner. This was yeah. like before I was actually, I consider myself a mountain biker now. Like I, I, right, I bike right. a lot when I'm in good health. I put 1700 miles on my full suspension last year, human powered, which I think is pretty good. Like, I don't know. There's probably people out there who are like, I crushed that. But like, I think that's good for a recreational cyclist. That's Absolutely. far. That's far. So I had a single speed 29er prior to this. And like, I get it. It's neat. And then when I got back into mountain biking, I bought a Santa Cruz Chameleon, which is like a really great hardtail bike mm -hmm. that was on a budget. And like, it was fine. It got me back into the sport. Like, I get it. But to say that, like, the second I went to a full suspension, it was just such a better experience mm -hmm. with me. And that's what this is all about, is experience. So, like, sure, can you do it? Yeah. Like, people ride snow bikes down the hill. And, like, that's not, like, you can do it. But, like, it's not a better experience than, like, skiing. Like, well, it's just not. I guess me. of all the... Uh, the, the one thing I was going to drill down on it, because a lot of it and separating my personal experience. And this is what Jabber and I kind of we came to the same similar conclusion. It's like, what do you want out of it? And what are you getting out of it? And what are you riding? But you canceled hardtails. You didn't cancel full, full, fully rigid. You canceled hardtails, which that is to your you just said that's the entry point. That's the you can get the six seven hundred dollar front fork has front fork suspension right, but a hardtail maybe you spend a little more you get that dropper post. I believe you don't need rear suspension if you have a dropper post. I think it's kind of redundant, but we can get into that in a second. Oh. But you can't if you're gonna cancel something, cancel the rigid bike, which I don't agree with either. But not the hardtail, man. Well, That's think, the entry point. I think the rigid is like just its own little niche sector of the of the no. pie. You you missed out. You missed it because you said it's the teleskiing of of bikes. No, that's rigid hardtail. They're not. Fixies are the teleskiing. Yeah, but that's of... like <laughs> I agree. But that's like street. Like if we're talking, like you're gonna take. Oh no no no! I knew a guy who rode the the Par Park City point to point on a fixed gear. He didn't finish because he was riding a fixed gear in Park City. Yeah, track. that guy's but... also gonna show up in the paper for like murdering four thousand people. <laughs> It's just like, I'm sorry, but like, there's psychopaths. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, they weren't hugged enough as a child. Balance there. No, I, I, I mean, yes, I did cancel hardtail. Not that my opinion matters, <laughs> but because if you're the type of person I am, mm. and I, this is just me speaking for me, like, everyone was like, you'll be fine on a hardtail. I read it for like a month and I was like, no, I need yeah. more. Like, so, and like, just skip that step. If you're going to, if you're the person who's going to get into something and then just commit to it, like just commit to it. And I know it's a scary price leap and that's like mm -hmm. super intimidating, but you just spend a thousand dollars. Let's say you spend a thousand dollars on a hardtail, which is fine. Like, that's great. But like, you're going to spend four grand on a full suspension within mm -hmm. the next year. And I would love to see like the stat on that i bet you it, like i have no idea 
That would I'm be like, interesting. <laughs> what is what is the, uh, the the from what's the percentage of drop off for people who don't get anything, but then who within a year upgrade? That'd be interesting. Right. And even I bet you most hardtail like enthusiasts, yeah, went to full suspension for a while, and then they were like, you know, I like the way a hardtail. Like I don't think you just start on a hard. Yeah, I don't think you start on a hardtail and then never go away. Like you always come back. Right. It's it's the same. I mean, it's the same. I always say Telmark because that's like my bit, but it's the same as like, you know, no one really starts off a Telmark skier. They like snowboard, they ski, then they go to Telmark and then they kind of go back to something and then they, they end up back on Telemark. Yeah. Because it like, it fits whatever weird thing they want to be a so part wait, I, of. I heard Jabber on Rick Say's podcast this week. Are you a teleskier? Teleskier? Am I? Yeah. So I was for a long time. Or was he just, that was a funny Easter egg for maybe out of collective listeners that were listening to it. Is that what that probably. was? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> okay. probably. So I was a telemark skier for seven years, eight years. So that's okay. all I did full time. And then uh, I just woke up one day and was like, I'm going back to Alpine. And like, now I'm a full blown Alpine skier. And I think telemark <laughs> is like, it's funny when you walk away from something and you do something else. Yeah. Again, this is all stupid. Like whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Overriding thing. This is like dumb conversation. Like, but like anything you want to do and it gets you outside, great. Like some people are like, I can't believe you don't like tell. Like I don't hate your telemark. I could care less. Like whatever. But the the internet thing is Mm -hmm. like a shit on telemark, and then all these telemark skiers come after me and are like, just wait till you try it. And I'm like, again, precursor. I'm not good at anything ever. I am really good at telemark skiing. Like for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. If like there's a higher being he gave me, he was like, let's fuck with this guy and make him good at this dumb sport. Like, and I'm good (laughs) at it. So like when I do it, people are like, shit, like he can actually do it. I went to world telemark day this year in Eldora. They do like a big party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colo's there. My buddy CJ runs it all. And I was like, I'm showing up. I have boots. I don't have skis, but I'll be there. And like I rode with all these people, made all these friends. And then like halfway through the day, CJ was like, said Adam X. And the person was like, wait, you're Adam X. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, fuck, I'm so mad that you know how to do that. like they right. were just upset because I can do it. And well, like- that gives credibility there. My buddy Jay, who may have been there because he lives in Boulder. I think he went to that this year and he's a tele skier, originally from Jersey, grew up. I think he to your I was, he's the guy who grew up teleskiing. I don't know. He must, I don't know if he ever did alpine skiing. It's rare, or not. but it happens. Yeah. But it happens, right? And I, he, cause, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm happy to say that I'm the weird one because I like riding a, a rigid mountain bike. And yeah, there is an element of, I like being the weird one. Like, I like, I like the weird, the look I get when I blow, go by other people and they're like, what are you riding, man? You know, I, I, I think it's awesome. At the same time, I, I'm fully aware that I'm not, I'm in the minority. And my buddy right. Jay is always like, no, man, it's better. And I'm like, no, I think objectively it's not. If you like it more, dude, that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And But there's a difference there, right? I think that's the biggest thing, though. There is a, like, it's not better. You're never going to tell me that right. a single speed rigid is better. Right. But like, if you're good enough to do that and you're that bored, I'm like, hats off like well I, it also comes what do you ride so like what do you like to ride like what's your favorite style of mountain bike like, what do you want to go out and ride i'm definitely like you got are you like a lift guy do you like riding the lifts and going down no, hill or 
No, I'm not a downhill guy by any means. I'm okay. like a mix between cross country and enduro. Like I okay. really enjoy the pedal. Like I want a nice long ride. Well, it's like 15 to 20 mile ride. Yeah. With good downs. Like I don't mind a big suffery up. I'm all for it. Okay. And then I, I like the win of the down. Yeah. Um, versus like just a pure cross country where you're just like, oh, I stacked miles, but like I never went up. I never went down. That doesn't excite me. Will I ride a chairlift? Sure. But like, that's not like, like there's not a cliff. I can't like get off my bike and walk around. Like I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I'm <laughs> not like, yeah. it's like it, if it's bigger than three feet, I'm like, mm. and even the three footers, I'm like, I don't know. Jabber's like, you got it. And I was like, I, don't nah, think, dude. I like, think you I'm, and I would have fun riding together. I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm like, nah, I, I, the best part of getting older is it's like, I, there was a time when I would probably felt that pressure. So you got it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I no, and that's one good. reason I don't mind the rigid bike too, is because it's like, I probably wouldn't have ridden that no matter what bike I was on. Like, I'm going to get off and walk around this, whether I'm riding a rigid, a full suspension, a hard, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just like, I know what I like to ride. I guess, what do you get from the suspension though? Right, because that's kind of similar to how I ride. I like to climb. I, I I like to sit and spin. I like to get a workout out of it. I enjoy going down. It's not my. I don't. I'm not a downhill guy, and I just feel like with the dropper post, I don't know. Like I have fewer things that can break on the bike. Uh, I can pedal better without. Even with you know, I know modern rear suspension is better probably than what I used to ride when I had a full suspension bike that it does lock out pretty well. What do you think you get from that rear suspension that makes it so necessary? Like, what was it in that first time when you got on that full squish going from the hardtail? You're like, oh, this is it. I think it's just fluid. Mm. Like, like everything works in sync. And like yeah. modern bikes with modern geometry set up correctly. And that's like a whole nother conversation that like i'm not qualified for. But like people spend all this money on your fork and I'm on their forks. Like, I got a new fork. I'm like, did you? Did you even adjust your last one? Like, you know, like, have you set your sag? Like, they're just like, I don't know. I mean, I come from like dirt bike world. So it's like the people spend all this stuff and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, but that's another kind. But I just think, I think there's, you know, there's a reason cars have suspension. Like if rigid was better, cars wouldn't have suspension. Like it's just a better overall experience. Like traction's better. There's no denying it. Like traction is better. Yeah, that's that's true. I'll give you that. Uh, you know, like I'm waiting for like I can't wait. Someone's gonna do it, and it's gonna bother everybody, and I will join the party. Like someone's gonna release a mountain bike with ABS, and people's heads are gonna explode. Oh, they they are gonna like, explode. I can't wait. Like, give me wireless brakes. Like, give me it all. I don't want any. Wait, didn't you also say that you don't wanna you don't wanna upgrade your drivetrain? You don't want electric shifters and and the uh, the I have electric the derailleur hanger. Oh, I'm you do. Okay. I just don't, I'm saying like, don't feel pressured. Like, do we need $2,000 like transmission, whatever? Like they're hitting it with a hammer and shit. And you're like, no, you don't need that. Like NX works fine for 98% of population. Um, I'm just like, I had the opportunity to like mm -hmm. build like a dream bike kind of. And because I'm in this industry world that it was mm -hmm. like, I get one shot at it. Like I had someone who was going to take care of me. I was like, I'm doing it. So at the time I built like the bike and it's already dated, which is like, yeah. perfect. like, it's like a perfect point proving like even my, like, you know, 10 pack of friends last year, I had like the top tier build. And now my bike is like fifth, like, right. <laughs> like it's just hilarious. Like it's right. like, what is going on? And like, you know, even down to like, 
valve stems. Like we have to buy like upgraded valve stems. Uh, it's, like, you can go nuts. And this, I, we're pretty aligned on this because I think the, I don't care about, like I hate when I click on it, you see a YouTube video with a good title and then it ends up being a discussion about like bike geometry. Like I, I don't care. Like I, I believe you. I believe that. I should be sitting here if I'm doing this and I should be sitting this way if I'm doing that, whatever. I, but I don't, I don't want to care because what, one of the reasons that led me eventually to riding a rigid bike was I kept trying to eliminate things that would break. Right. I remember I had a derailleur hanger break, then like rear suspension give out, you know, all the maintenance on, on my full squish bike. So that maybe you go back to a hardtail. And then, you know, honestly, and you know, I told the story in the original podcast, like when I got my rigid bike, I, I was intending on putting a front fork on it. And then it just, it didn't, you know, it was, it had the rigid fork. I'm like, well, let me try it. And I was trying to not like it. And I just had so much fun riding it that I'm like, I'm just going to stick with this. And it's great. And it just kind of suits the way I ride. And I could totally get like, it just works for me. I, I would never tell anyone, go do this. Now, and How then the second trails. They're really rocky. I'm in Southern California. So it's all, it's very okay. rocky dry. So you would think, cause I, I was looking for rock gardens the first time I had it out to like, make me go back to the shop and say, nah, put the front fork on. And I was okay. Now I did take out the, this recent episode. I have a salsa timberjack with a front fork that I just kind of was wondering, what am I going to do with this now? If I like this other bike and there's a trail by my house that is really just very loose and rocky. And on back-to-back -back days, I took out the rigid bike and then I took out the Timberjack. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is like, this is so fun. I don't, all these things I was having to think about, I don't have to think about anymore. And I mean, it kind of gets to what you're saying. And I think it's just like, for me, it's, I want both bikes. If you made me, if you put a gun to my head and say, get rid of all but one, I'd, I'd probably keep the rigid bike just because I really enjoy it. And mostly I'm looking for, just sitting on like, you know, dirt roads and paths and, and some single track and having fun. And I, and it's a good utility, but I can take it bike packing not to worry about it. But yeah, of course it was fun riding with the suspension. It was super fun. It was really fun having had taken some time off and then coming back to it about how fun it actually is. You know what I mean? But, uh, sure. Yeah. It's just limiting. The, it's kind of getting to that point where I wanted it simpler. I didn't want shit that can break, you know? Yeah. But you're like, you're a cyclist. You are yes. like, like that's, that's like the evolution of like a cyclist. Like you get all this shit, you get all the bells and whistles. And then like, you just become like a purist, which is like, that's what fixies are. Like you're, I don't want to say you're in that same category. No, I would never go there, but I, I get but like, that's going. what it, it's just simple. Like, it's not going to break. You get like, they love yep. salt. They don't care. Like if you can ride them in the winter and like, they just, they're fine. There's nothing to go wrong. Right. But I think. Like the recreational cyclist, and like I consider myself, even though I ride a lot, I'm a rat. Like, you get most people, if they're lucky, get two hours a day, and that's probably not even most people where they can like just go enjoy something, right? And like, why make it harder? And there's yeah. always exceptions, there's always those people who are like, I want to make this like more, but like, it's difficult enough. Like one, finding <laughs> the time, loading your bike. Like, yeah, that's all a thing that has to exist. And then like, I don't know. I just love the, it's not simple. It's like the least yeah. simple thing you could have, but like the pedaling part, you just pedal on these modern bikes. Like, oh, I mean, they're all incredible. I mean, even the hardtail, like it just, it just the, the way it feels first, the first, I mean, I, my first real mountain bike, like 2007, I mean, relatively speaking, not that long ago. And vastly different and better. It's oh, in bike years, that's like it's like dogs. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like it's yeah. That's like the again, dinosaurs, you know. Yeah, it's like I mean, 
I don't remember my, my, like, it was a 26 inch hardtail, you know, yeah. and it was like in probably 06 or 05. I got through everything. I did everything. Like I ride the trails haven't, I mean, we've got some newer trails, but like I still ride the same trails that I rode then. Yeah. But like we have a lot of roots because our trails sure. are old. Yeah. I grew up in the like, Northeast. I'm familiar. You're just pedaling on like, like just constant garbage. Like it's just yeah. like never smooth. And you're just, like, I don't know. I think. The, and and I they seem to think, always be wet. <laughs> always wet roots. This <laughs> yeah. is the driest it's ever been. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I think for most people, I think like I think it's actually should be reversed. I think fold suspension's more for like beginner intermediate. Yeah, you're then, probably right. Yeah, as you're the, talking, I'm thinking about my wife who is not as big of a cyclist as I am, but she and she has a hardtail. And I, I have thought re- over the years, like I should get her a fool's. She'd probably like riding a lot more if she if she had a full squish. Yeah, know? it's just like it makes the experience better. Yeah. Cause it's just it's not that it's easier, it's just like using the term right it's just simpler like you do how do you get over that you just pedal versus like a a hardtail or a rigid like you're riding it a little more like a trials bike especially right. a rigid. like when you're in those rocks like yeah it's sick because you feel it and you, there's no loss like you're part of the machine in yeah. its form but like you're trials riding at some point I'm, i can't do that either though those guys <laughs> impress the hell out of me and gals it's who do insane. that man but like a, a full sus you just jam your front like, you just, <laughs> like if it's 29 inch tire like as long as that rocks under 20 inches like you're gonna get over it unless well, you're like putting your head a, like, you're right. thing, like that's a good one to get into because uh i do agree with you so my when i got my timber jacket it had 27 and a half on it and i thought like, i'll try that everybody's talking about it and everything like that i, I hated it i hated it they're th- like they were like 2.8 wide like 27 inch I felt like I was like pedaling through tar every, no matter what kind of, I got it when I was living in the Northwest. So like buff, like lovely trails. And I just felt like I was dragging. I come down here. I feel like I'm dragging. I, I, I put 29 inch wheels back on it. I love that bike. Now I don't get 27, five. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes. Like I can actually have a take on this. Cause like I, I just switched recently um, with a buddy. I might've said it on the podcast, but like it was last year. It wasn't recent, but like, I was like, try my bike. And the amount of stuff that I couldn't roll over, mm-hmm. I was like blown away. I had never, you don't, you don't think like it's an inch and a half. Like who that's right, nothing. Right. But the amount of lack of roll resistance in a 29 inch wheel versus especially where you live. Right. It's just like, it blew my mind that it was that yeah. much different. Like, sure. There's a difference between 26 and 29, but like, why are we still making 27 fives? And like the mullet thing I get, like the enduro guys I, like see, it. I don't get the mullet thing. I'm like, just I, commit. <laughs> I think it's just part of like, I think that's like the fixies, you know, it's like, that's a it's, hipster thing. It's a, it's a, they, you know, they head not in the lift line. It's like being part of a club that no one wants to be part of. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's a thing. It's another thing. I don't know. And that like, that always drove me nuts with Telmark is every Telmark's here wanted to talk to me. And I was like, I am not your friend. Like not, <laughs> but like, I don't, I have it now. I'm on a rebel rascal. And like, it's like this little fucking cult. Like, yeah. anyone who's got a rebel i mean it's probably same like if i had a yeti they probably the same thing like they all I, i'm like i don't wave at like the people who own sprinter vans like we're not friends because we drive the same stupid van like like i don't wave at every prius that drives by like it just doesn't <laughs> make sense to me i don't know but i feel like those people are always chasing something 
Yeah. And they want to be a part of something like, and they want to tell you that it's better. And like, if it was better, everyone would do it. It's not better. Like it's just, it's not. Yeah. I agree. I think this is, goes back to what Kyle was saying in the beginning. It's like, this is, this is a bike thing. Like I was pretty serious. I was pretty serious trail runner for a long time. Ran a couple ultras, whatever. I definitely had runner friends. But if I passed a runner on the trail, we weren't like, hey, hey, what, what kind of shoes you have on? You know, like, no, you're like, you know, you go like nice right. little wave and you go on with your day. My skiing, same thing. You know, I've been out with backcountry skiing and other backcountry skiers. You might be like, where are you headed? Because if you're if you're taking different right. routes or whatever, but it's not a let's bond over our gear the way cyclists do. It's a really interesting little world. I wonder if it's because we spend so much like that being, person yeah. can relate to the pain of like your bike costing more than your car like they just relate to it so then they want to talk about it because it is just instant buyer's remorse anyone who's ever bought a mountain bike is like oh like it's instant like it doesn't matter if it's yeah. a good call or not like it, you just have to tell yourself like bikes shouldn't be worth 10 grand they shouldn't no be and that's another like, reason again this goes into the just you know it will drive you crazy but like kind of going to the simpler bikes and just going with the chromoly steel because it's like whatever i just want something that's going to last forever like i'm not a weight weenie so yeah, it's a pound or two heavy or whatever. Like I don't care. And if I wanted to go race bikes again, I'd get a different bikes. I just want something that's gonna last and gonna like be good, you know. But because you're you're absolutely right, and it's a little like the 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 opposite of oh, you don't talk about like what you make in a year, except when it comes to bikes. And it's me like, oh, what'd you spend on that? Would you would you would you get? Would it cost you I'm like yeah. thirty five hundred? That's pretty good. <laughs> it's insane. It's not good. Like oh. <laughs> no. Plastic wheels cost twenty two hundred dollars. That's not bad. And you're like, who said that wasn't bad? That's terrible. It's insane. Like, I, it That's blows awesome. my mind. It absolutely blows my mind that like we, I do it too. I'm not saying I, but I'm like, someone will come out with something, and I'm like, oh, thirty two hundred bucks for that frame. That's not bad. And I'm like, who? That's terrible. And then like gas is like three dollars, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> dinosaurs from the earth and you're going to charge me three dollars for a gallon of this meanwhile you just stamped a frame out of like magic and like i'm mad like i'm i think that's a good deal like right. it's an insane concept that our brain has all right let's take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about suspension on a gravel bike and i need to break your balls a little bit we'll be right back Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to play what is on GearTrade.com right now. Since 1999, GearTrade has been your first stop to buy or sell gear and get ready for your next outdoor adventure. Right now, I'm heading to GearTrade.com to look for my favorite deal of the day. Now remember, things move quickly around here. By the time you get here, these items could be gone, so don't wait around. Okay, first up, do you wear a women's size 8.5? Because I am looking at a brand new, never been worn 8.5 Saucony Jazz 81s in white, an absolute classic. Get these now. Next, are you planning some backpacking trips this summer? Because you're going to want this Mountain Hardware Trango 2 Expedition Tent. Brand new and listed on GearTrade.com at $513.76 that usually retails for $900? Come on now. Lastly, even though it's summer, it can still get cold in camp, especially for your little ones. So pick up this North Face Andes Down Jacket. It's a girl's medium for $39.60. It usually retails for $99. If you're wondering where these deals come from, they come from you. Gear Trade makes everything so easy. They'll even pay for your shipping and send you a box to load up that pile of gear you have lingering in your garage and turn it into cash money. 
So if you're looking for that crucial piece of gear or apparel for your next adventure, or want to make some room in your gear closet, or both, there is only one solution, GearTrade.com. I guess the one thing that I, I don't know if we'll ever see eye to eye on, and I really want to give you a chance. I'm going to clear out and like, you, you got to, you got to defend suspension on a gravel bike. Cause I just, uh, you're like, it's going to be on all the gravel bikes. I think it should be. And I, I think that was like, and I think that was my loudest at my radio. No, no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't the rigid guy in me. I can, I'm like, it's like, 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 no, it's a lovely, simple little machine that kind of blends these worlds so nice. And it's this little adventure thing. And now you want to like complicate it with suspension. This is all my cryptic plan to just make gravels gravel bike even dumber. Cause like it's the dumbest sport that exists. Like cycle crossing gravel. Like it just get like I and then driving riding drop bars like on fire roads. And now like they're not even like they're doing like they're just riding mountain bike cross country courses on drop they, bars. They are. And that's silly. It's like, can we make this dumber? And like to me, the answer is yes. Like, let's put 30 mil of travel for tiny. Up. Remember, what was that? Like, you know, the, the Walmart bikes that had that little like uh thing right below like the stem, not the stem, yeah. but like the uh, the head tube. And like, you know, it was that little travel tiny bikes squish. have those now. Yeah. Is they, that what they, is that what it is on gravel bikes now? Well, they have a fork. Fox makes a fork, but like I know the specialized gravel bikes have have like a like I again I don't know anything about bikes, but like where yeah, like your fork meets like your tube. Like right. there's like a 20 mil like squishy there. Oh and then you God. can like tighten it on the top. And I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's like and they make those stems that have a little cushion. It's in not them. great. It's not <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Why not make it softer, right? But it's just like how like at what point like gravel bikes, I think like the biggest tire now you can run is like a maybe two five. Yeah, which, which like, like we're it's just a mountain bike. We're just mountain biking again. Yeah. Like we're going, yeah. we're going, we're going like yeah. full stupid and just coming back. The dumb like, cycling people like kept me out. I did an episode on gravel bikes too because and my and I started writing it right where I start. I have like a whole draft of this podcast where I am just railing on gravel bikes about how dumb they are. Like just mountain bike. What are you doing? And then I, when I might hurt my knee again, I wanted something I could ride from my house. So I'm like, all right, let me let me go try this. So I got a little like surly straggler gravel bike. And it's awesome. And I love it. And in certain scenarios where like, yeah, I would definitely take this over my mountain bike. And I don't want to have a road bike. So this is kind of that perfect. I get it now. But I, I still this, see right. no, but I still see people out where I would gravel ride on mountain bikes. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. Or I see gravel bikes where I mountain bike. And I'm like, no, like you should be on a mountain bike right now. What are you doing? You know, it's just like, I like the idea of like, I'm not a road bike guy. I'm 220 pounds. I'm a, like, if I hit like the roads where I live are bad. Like, yeah. it's not like, I don't need like a, a Gucci road bike that if I hit a curb, it, it's toast. It's so, mm -hmm. like the build quality of a gravel bike is really neat. And I think that's what they used to like. I think they're just getting so weird now that they're like just becoming mountain bikes again. Like, right. like even two years ago, a gravel bike was like, you know, if my buddies were like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a bike to ride, like just for some fitness. I'm like, get a gravel bike over yeah. a road bike because the geometry is good and you can ride them for long days. The gearing is fine. Like sure. You're not going to hold 24 miles an hour, but like you can pace 17 miles an hour and yeah. 
exactly one by and you'll be fine and like if you hit a pothole it's not your tire's not going to implode like great right. but now in the gravel world i swear like someone's just like man, like manipulating them and i'm just going to try to be part of it but they're like dude what if we put flat bars on it and i'm like yeah. yeah put flat bars on it guys and then like they're going to be like okay let's put a fork on. like why don't we put a rock shocks judy on it i'm like fuck yeah put a rock shocks judy on it and then they're gonna be like <laughs> like oh we just made like the trek 9200 or whatever that one bike was that every person in the year 2000 owned right that's what gravel bikes are going to be and then they're going to put like what are those stupid like eight pangers that you put on the front like you know like the little like they were on like every early '90s or late '90s mountain bike. Oh, like, those like those little like uh yeah bullhorns. Just put right the little bullhorns, right, right. That's where we're gonna be. And I'm yeah. like, God, this is a 1998 yeah. Trek 9600 or whatever that. And like, I just got a new gravel bike. I'm actually testing it. So it's a Radivis collab with Sklar bikes, mm -hmm. and it's like a piece of art. But I'm like, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what to do with it. And I yeah. don't mean that in a bad way. Like, it's beautiful. It's really cool. It's steel frame. Uh, it's got all these fancy shifting, which is, like, really neat and clean. Like, awesome. But, like, I think the tires are 2.2. So, like, it's not good on the road. Right. And I'm like, am I just supposed to, like, tomahawk this on trails? Which is, like, cool. But then I'm like, what? And, like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because what do you do with it? And, like, I'm not, like, it's it's really neat. And, like, I, I'm yet to, like really right i've been hurt so i haven't really like put it through its paces and maybe i'll be blown away with it on the road but like we're getting so far away from like what i think they were for yeah that now we're like like some of these gravel races are like we're not even we're just they're just mountain bike races on a gravel bike or road races yeah on on, like, on, on dirt trails I, I just don't understand it yeah, the town I live in is where the Belgian waffle ride in Southern California starts. Oh, and so yeah. it's like it starts right by the climbing gym I go to. And I was watching just some videos people posted and just the absolute carnage. And I and I've actually I've I've ridden my gravel bike on some of the trails that go on. And it's it's one of those like I would prefer to have my mountain bike, but you can make the case that you they're they're gravel compatible. And I'm like, there are way too many flat tires and like tacoed wheels and shit. You're riding a road bike. They stop. Like you're not riding a gravel bike. It's like, that's, so bizarre. Yeah, I think what you're saying, and this is where I think there's a lot of like we're you know we're we're having fun, but it's also there's a lot of alignment because I think most of the problems that we're talking about or the opinions that just make us scratch our head, it's a bike thing, because it's not just enough to yeah. say, hey, we invented this category called gravel, and then you try like, oh, that makes sense for here, awesome, I'd like to have one of these. We gotta have. 72 different versions of it. Your point, we're going to figure out a way to squeeze in you know, 10 millimeters of travel because then it's going to make your hands feel 16.2% better over a hundred miles. It's like, just stop with it, man. Just ride fucking bikes. You know what I mean? Have Literally fun. like, there I ruined it. Yes. And that's like, like I get it. I think everyone- Look, We started on clunkers, bike. man, up in Marin yeah. County, right? I mean, your point about tele skis, if you're having fun on tele, if you're still rocking your super straight parallel skinny skis from like 1984, right. dude, awesome. Like, have a good time. Like, you don't need, don't feel the pressure to just it's like. Just so, like, I have a, I have a Jameis Aurora. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a steel frame touring bike. Nice. Like, it's super simple. The whole goal or the whole point of it is that you can fix it at any bike shop. That's like why they made it. It's a little dated now, but like 
nothing fancy cable fucking like V breaks. But the goal is that like if it breaks, you can have cable and just right. fix it. Like that's it's made for touring. And like I get that. Yeah. And I can but that's my gravel bike. Like and that's like the but like I can take it anywhere a gravel bike can go. It's again, it's steel framed, like it's, yeah, it's bomb proof. Like and that's it has zero bells and whistles. It's like the lamest bike you could ever have. Yeah. But I put more miles on that with with gear, like dropping curbs and you know, riding it. Like <laughs> we, we do this ride from Pittsburgh to DC. Um, or we used to like every year. It was just mm-hmm. like for fun. You're never on a road. You're on gravel the whole time. And it's a riot. But you have like like we bring a ton of food and snap. Like it's it's glamping, but with bikes. Right. And like you feel the frame like twisting when you like turn. <laughs> but like the thing is unstoppable. And it's just yeah. like that's what it that's what we need. And then we just keep making them better, which is actually worse. So it's like the, it's just like I'm just in on it. Like, yeah. Like you want, yeah, we should. Like, oh, yeah, let's put suspension. Let's put a front fork on it. And then it's like, and there's a company that makes it. But, like, why don't we put a little rear suspension on it? I'm like, yeah, good idea, guy. That's brilliant. Right. And then right. What if we put flat bars on? Awesome. Yeah, perfect. And then it's just like, oh, we're mountain biking again. And I'm like, there we are. <laughs> there it is. We got there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, before we go, um, there's probably there's two topics that we need to talk about. One, one's a little more, we'll save one for the end, but like, so electric cars. Oh, hey. How can you hate on electric cars? Because it's bullshit. What's bullshit? How do you charge your electric car? You plug it in. Where does that power come from? Oh, I get, yeah, it comes from the grid. Yeah, that's Where a long trip. the grid get their power? Yeah, absolutely, from coal. <laughs> we're not <laughs> there yet. We're, we're not there yet. But where I do see... Because I hear what you're saying, and I think the you're not wrong of the sort of greenwashing and um, that is, and I'd say probably being portrayed more by the car manufacturers than than maybe like what people who actually talk about it is that yeah we're not there yet. Look, the lithium battery is going to be a problem. All these things, right? But if you do look at it, and I did just do research, you made me you made me do research. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you if you eliminated cars, automobiles from the planet, it would reduce like climate emission gases by close to 20 percent or something. So it's a pretty, pretty healthy contributor to climate change. But it's not even about that. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to when I talk to people about electric cars, because we got our first electric electric car and it has nothing to do with gas prices. I mean, it's all stuff you think about, but it's not. But it really has to do with gas prices or us contributing to climate change or any of that. It's 100 percent about the fact I don't have to go to gas stations anymore. And let me tell you something, that feeling when you're driving home at night, you know, you know, you're, you're like, you got the little fuel light on and you're like, oh man, I should, I should go get gas now. And like, nah, I'll go get it in the morning. And then you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, I should have gotten gas last night. <laughs> Eliminated. <laughs> Your car is ready to go. So from a, from a convenience standpoint, I don't care about the rest of it. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, just, I want to say before I say anything, uh, my side of the podcast right now is a hundred percent renewable energy. Uh, everything yeah, that is true into this podcast. Um, no, I get that. Yeah. You're I not also, a climate denier or anything. Yeah, like, you make that no, clear to I'm, the not, I'm not. <laughs> I also drive a lot. Like I drive, right. you know, I've been in a van for seven years. I've driven yeah. across the country every year for the past seven years. So like an electric van that gets a uh, hundred and twenty miles is like a laughable thing. 
At um, this point, absolutely. Wouldn't be, and wouldn't like, make it's sense. Really neat. It's going to be really cool. And like all these Amazon hubs are popping up and they do 90 miles in a day. And like, yeah. that's going to be really neat. But I, I do think that we are being the testers for what like Ford and Chevy and Tesla should all have figured out. And I think, oh, yeah. And like, I think the manufacturing process is bullshit. And like, this is me again, go back to the first thing words I said on this. Like, I'm a bumbling idiot, but like, <laughs> I'm willing to bet that like they are not processing these cars cleanly. And oh, then, yeah, so I what's the carbon offset? And then, like, you know, and like, you know, it's windmills, like a windmill will never in its entire lifespan recover its offset. Because how do we get the windmills there? Like, how many trees do we mull down to build roads to get them there? And like, I like, I'm all for wind energy, but I think it needs to start on like a smaller scale. And I think, excuse me, I think the companies need to do it and not be like, hey, buy, like consume more. Yeah. Ford, instead of saying, hey, buy a new Ford lightning truck, which is a rocket ship and probably super cool. Like, I don't know if anyone listening's ever been in a Tesla like not an Uber driver Tesla and they like gas it like your head gets like, it's insane. The yeah. power is insane. Electric vehicles are instant power. It's crazy. You turn a light switch on it. It's on. There's no delay. Same thing in a car. Like it's, it's phenomenal. And the tech is going to be in five years. We're going to laugh at the tech right now. That And that's, that's right. the kind of the oh, finish, your, finish what you're saying. Go ahead. Well, I just, it, it's not there yet. And I think we're just being sold on this thing. And like, figure it out and like if you go to europe like they buy they have a te- or they have a civic that's a mm-hmm. three-cylinder diesel that is a little less efficient than so it can't be sold here but they keep their car for 15 20 years yeah so the efficient it it evens out versus right. us we just consume we just buy things every two years and that's not efficient there's no it's just greenwashing like you're not and I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong, but like, you're not, no, I, you're not I, I think it's a short term versus like long term problem. And same thing, I'm not an expert. I, I think I just kind of look at it as you, you, a lot of things you're detailing are definitely American problems. We over consume, we're being told we have to consume. Everything's built off of buy, 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 right? I mean, it's the problem in the outdoor industry. Like, I've yeah, got on my high horse about I'm part of clothing. it too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. I think the, um, if you take the long view, though, everything you said, you, it's going to five years from now, it will be radically different. And that's kind of thing. I, I bristle when people are like, bring up the short term problems and and like, sure. like, well, we shouldn't do it because of this. It's like, we're going to figure that out. And as soon as the because the consumer demand is going to get there, like I had a moment during the Super Bowl this year, I, my wife and I were counting. There was like six car ads and they were all for electric vehicles. I mean, that's like I've said, too. I think like we we got a Tesla, but I also know it's probably the last Tesla we're going to own because. Ford's is going to do it better because they're a car maker, right? You know, and like there's the little things about right. the Tesla that drive me crazy are like, they're not going to make those mistakes. So yeah, no, no, I, I hear everything you're saying. You're absolutely right. I would love to see. And there's also, there's the bridging the gap, right? It's like the, how about a, PA, a public service campaign? Hey, hold on to your car for more than six months. You know, like well, there's like a Toyota good idea. Did that with Corolla. Yeah. It was like, it's 73% of Corolla's sold or, are still on the road. Still today. on the road, right? That's a great sales pitch. Like that's great sales pitch. That's phenomenal. Cause like yep. I, I mean, yep. I have an 06 Prius and people are like, that's so old. And I'm like, oh six? Like that thing's right. brand new to me. Like yeah, I right. just don't and like I think I I don't know. I just like 
you know, I ride a lot of dirt bikes. I am a two stroke guy and people yeah. are like, you know, I get it. Like you can't. And, and that's a whole nother long rant of you can't be one without the other. Like everyone just do their part, do right. your best and like, okay. But you know, we get some electric dirt bikes and these guys are like, Oh, you know, they're, and I'm like, how are you charging that? Yeah. And then you look at their campsite and they're running this giant diesel motor to charge <laughs> or generator to charge three little bikes. And I'm like, I'm willing to argue that my little two or 300 CC two stroke that runs for maybe an hour a day, like is <laughs> like, I don't know. And I, and I have no idea. Well, we're I in the transition right now. And that's kind of the thing. And I think there is an element of, we should call things out, call out the bullshit on people when it should be called on. But there is going to be like, we're, you know, we got one foot in sort of, it's like, right, right. It's like turn of the century, 20th century. We got one foot in when we're still riding horses and the other foot in when we're, we're riding around in combustion engines. Right. And it's going to be like right. 10, 15 years from now, I imagine it'll be radically different. Like it'll be like, we're still almost like pre-internet era and the internet era is For coming sure. in a lot of ways. Right. But and it's, it's awesome. It's rad. I don't want, but it's like, we just, we have all these things that are like, that don't, like we're not there yet. I get yeah. it, but like those guys are in business to make money. So like, how's your yep. manufacturing process? Is it clean? Like, okay, now that's a step in the right direction. And like, yeah. what are we doing with these batteries? And like, they're recyclable. Like, what does that mean? Are they actually, or are they like, <laughs> you know? And even I mean, my Prius, like, and that's all I can. And a Prius has a generator, so that's why I like it. It has a motor that create that charges the battery. It's a cycle. Well, so we're running out of time. I want to, we, we, we do movie reviews, uh, on the rock fight. So maybe we'll have to, they're outdoorsy, like evaluating the outdoor moments in movie reviews. So I'm going to, I want to talk fast and furious, in the fact, yes. but we're out of time. So let's pick your favorite fast movie and we'll do an outdoor movie review of a, of a fast and furious movie in the future. Oh my God. I have to pick a favorite. That's yeah. So which one should we watch? We'll bring house. We're bring Justin Hausman in. We'll, we'll all watch it. And then we'll do an outdoor movie review of your favorite fast and furious, which has the I most like... outdoorsy scenes. Is it the one with the submarine? Is it? The oh, one? No, I would go back. I feel like you got to do like too fast, too furious. Cause they like kind of had a budget for the sequel yeah. and then <laughs> know what they were going to do. And that, ah, oh, it's. You admit I'm... they're not good movies. You just enjoy them. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible, but they're Fast five's pretty good. Five, and Fast like, five's pretty good. I just love the idea. Like, don't let your dreams be dreams. Cause like someone made a really bad movie and now is like a multimillionaire and was like, Hey, I think we should call like Jason Statham and the rock and Vin Diesel and John Cena. And like, he just kept saying bullshit names and like, right. He, they just kept getting people to join. I and, did like, hear the most of the fast 10 was not, was not great. Did you, did you enjoy it? Uh, do you want spoilers or no? Yeah, you can spoil it. Go ahead. There's, there's just two, there's gonna be another one. Well, because so of like, the rock showing up post credits, I heard about that. Yeah, but like yeah. it just leaves you. But here's my fan theory: is like everyone's kind of <laughs> stuck. Everyone's kind of like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, and mention uh Brian, the, like the whole ep like all of ten, right? And Brian is Paul Walker's character, that right? Is clearly passed in real life but is alive in this so like the only person left to save them is brian is brian so, so do like they recast or are you thinking they're ghosts like he's CGI? got a twin brother paul walker has a twin brother that's alive. yeah but he's not identical though right because then he yeah but he's fine we don't care we know he's dead we don't just give me something close like 
I don't care. You could put Chris Pratt in there, and I'd be like, great. How would that be received? I feel like there might be some. Has it been long enough that everyone would be on board, or you think there'd be immediate like justice? I think for everyone Paul knows. I think everyone's just in on the joke at this point. But like, <laughs> yeah. I just think, I mean, it's terrible, but it's super entertaining, and like that's all this is supposed to be is entertainment. Yeah, like, that is true. I don't know. Star Wars is stupid, and like Star Trek is probably dumber, and like I like. Like you're gonna tell me Harry Potter's cool? Like I just like it's all dumb. It's just entertaining, <laughs> and like I don't just I'm a fan of just entertainment, and I love when like things that were ne- like that was never supposed to be ten movies. I will never- agree with you right there. It's not my favorite franchise by far, but the fact that it went from we're gonna boost these DVD players and and drive in our freaking like yeah. you know souped up cars to what it is is amazing like i'm a fan stop yeah i will like i dragged my girlfriend to it when it came out last week or two weeks ago and she's like i was like i have to support it like i will give them my (laughs) 15 dollars because like i hope that if i have something stupid go this far like i remember going to the first one at the movie theater in my 92 ford tempo and we all drove separate like as a joke and like we all did reverse donuts because we all had, like shitty front wheel drive vehicles and like in the parking lot after. And like I texted my friend who I haven't talked to since the last one came out because he like moved <laughs> the floor. And I was like, dude, you got to go see it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to see it with my daughter next week. And like so to me, it's like it's it's family. No, it's so stupid, but it's like it's hilarious. Like it's just like. I will put one out. I will go see it as long as they put one out. My favorite like, thing about pop culture stuff is we all have the thing, one or two things where we'll defend it to the death in the face of like information that this thing's either bad or stupid. Right. My, my, like my all time favorite band is Metallica. And I mean, yeah. like, I mean like all, I will sit, we could spend 20 minutes. I'll tell you why St. Anger is awesome. Like the <laughs> most revived, like i load and reload. Like, yep, I'm on board, you know? So, but I also get that like most people think that those are crap albums, but I's like, nah, man, they can't. Everyone's got to have go a hill wrong. to die on. Like everyone has to have a hill to yes, die on. But exactly. I just like, I don't know. I put my phone away for two hours and I just like, it's amazing. I don't know. I, I don't, it's really hard hill to die on, but I'm going to continue to die on it. Cause uh, I think you're all right, but I think we should do a movie review. That'd be fun. I'm in. Too, right, I, too fast, too furious. You got it. They got to go number two because you got to have Paul Walker. Three is a mess. Like three is only for like three is like it's the single speed like Tokyo Drift. It's the single speed rigid. Like you have to like have gone full circle and like done all the other things to like Before really you get three. You're like, right. you're like, yeah, this one works because three right, we'll is the end. That's the key to that's the key to Tokyo Drift is that Vin Diesel makes a cameo in the last 10 seconds. That completes the film. We'll we'll get it on the calendar for the summer. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Anytime, dude. All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Mr. Adam X, for being a good sport and joining the Rock Fight. Be sure to check out his show over on the Out of Collective Podcast Network. We want to hear from you. What do you think of my takes on biking? What do you think of Adam's takes on biking? Love Adam's takes on the Fast and the Furious. Send your emails to myrockfight at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with more outdoor content. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.